Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's trade for first baseman in our Dynasty Leagues up next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. Today is Thursday, October 27th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. Let's take a look at some buy candidates at the first base position in our Dynasty League. Scott, what you got? Buys in Dynasty League. Well, let's start with a very Dynasty-specific sort of recommendation, and that would be Spencer Torkelson, whose stock has got to be at an all-time low since the day he was drafted, right? Taken first overall by the Tigers. Consensus top five prospect entering this year. Uh, Looks like he took to the minors really easily. Great play discipline, and I think people just thought he was going to cruise as a rookie, and it was Pretty much a disaster. And even after a return trip to the minors, it was a disaster. Uh, so I don't think it's... Look, I, I I think if you're buying low on Spencer Torkelson, it should be really low because you don't want to wind up in another Jared Kelnick situation where that guy's dynasty value really has cratered. But I think it's too soon to write off Torkelson in the st- same way. I would still be willing to invest in the pedigree provided the cost is low enough. Uh, a few others here real quickly. Miguel Vargas, I think there might be some uncertainty over his future given the way the Dodgers handled him over the course of the season, uh, delaying his call-up for so long, and then when he did get called up, barely playing him, and not playing him a single game at third base, which was his natural position, and, and there are questions about his defensive profile. So you know, how motivated are they to play him are they willing to sacrifice defense to any extent to play him? Great offensive ceiling. Uh, so I'd be willing to buy, but others might be getting nervous about him. And then kind of higher end here, I'll say Matt Olson. He's followed up the best season of his career with a pretty underwhelming season, his first year with the Braves. But you know, changing leagues, changing teams, there are often some struggles that go with that. Uh, he had a particularly bad stretch toward the end of the season that dragged down his batting average. The power profile is still great, and it wouldn't be surprising to see him bounce back next year. So now's not a bad time to buy on him. Scott, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I've got a prospect I want to bring up and wondering if you would be looking to buy low on him right now in Dynasty. Yonkensi Noel of the Cleveland Guardians. This past season, he hit 229, 32 home runs. The power is still there, but in previous years... He also hit for a really good batting average in the minors, and then that batting average plummeted. As I mentioned, 229 batting average. Would you use this as an opportunity to buy on Noel and Dynasty? No, I mean, it wasn't just that the batting average declined, the strikeout rate ballooned, and I think what he did in 2022 was more in line with the scouting reports. Uh, he uh, overplayed his uh, his profile in 2021, and that made it that that got him scooped up in a lot of dynasty leagues. But he was beating up on really low end competition. I mean, in A ball, the pitching is so bad by and large that I think you see that a lot. I think uh, Noel's kind of a, a Noel's kind of a 
butcher defensively and a really limited offensive player. May have a future in the majors, but I don't think he's a huge dynasty asset. You know, just the way you described him right now, Scott, within the same organization, reminds me a lot of Fran Mill Reyes when he was with the Cleveland Guardians. So, you know, maybe yeah. maybe that's what the the ceiling outcome looks like for Noel. But yeah, it wouldn't be a bad outcome if that's what he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're looking, we're not looking to buy at this point on Noel. How about some first baseman to sell in dynasty leagues, Scott? Who do you have there? So Nate Lowe is where I'm going to start here. Coming off a great season, hit over 300. It was closer to 330 from about early June on. 27 home runs. I think that may be the high point for him. I mean, he's already 27. It's young enough that you know he, he still looks like a future asset in Dynasty, but it's not so young that you see a lot of growth uh, still to come for, for Lowe. And he had the second highest BABIP of any hitter with 300 plate appearances or more. Uh, is a high BABIP guy, but still, I think... I think we should expect him to be more like a 280 guy moving forward than a 300 hitter moving forward and uh, maybe hard for him to improve his power production too. So just not a bad time to move him. If you get stuck, if, if you can't, no big deal. I mean, he's a good player, but worth shopping him to see what you can get. Some obvious names would be like Christian Walker coming off a career season and is older than low CJ Crone. You know, if he, if he ever leaves Colorado, that's basically it for him as a fantasy asset, I feel like. But I'm going to also mention Ty France here going off the beaten path. I feel like he's uh, he's a player fantasy baseballers just really seem to like for whatever reason. His uh, perce- The perception for France is, is it exceeds the production. I think part of it's just because, you know, first two months of the season, he had about 340. Everybody was paying attention. 240 hitter thereafter, and he's not going to be a big power hitter for a first baseman either. Might struggle to get to 20 home runs in this environment. No longer eligible at second base. I think the wind's going to come out of those sales quickly, and now may be your last chance to get potentially a pretty good return for Ty France. All right. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again on Saturday morning. Bye-bye. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.